Welcome to Gator Tea Episode 1, the weekly Glasgow podcast. Today's topic is pets. Today's interviewers are Sia Kumar, Sarah Thomas, Andrew Z. Wang, and Ethan Buenafe. The library is open in the mornings before class. There is a beta meeting from 2.30 to 3.30 on Monday, September 9th. Science Olympiad meetings are here Friday from 2.30 to 4 and Saturday from 10 to 12 at the Blue Bonnet Library. Hi, I'm Sia, and today I'm going to be interviewing Veda. Veda, can you please introduce yourself and your pet? Hi, I'm Veda. I'm an 8th grader at Glasgow Middle. My dog's name is Loki. He is 5 years old, and he is adoptioned. When is Loki's birthday? August 21st, 2014. I share a birthday with a great pet. My life is made. <laughs> what is the weirdest thing Loki has done? So we went out for, to run an errand one time, and he and we left sugar on the table, like a packet of sugar. He got onto the table via the chair that we left out on accident. He ate like a quarter pound of sugar, or I don't actually remember exactly what it was, but he ate a quarter pound of something and then forgot how to get off the table. He looked so relieved when we came home, but like... My mom also gave him the yelling of the century, so he just sulked for the rest of the day. And then, like, it, everything he does weird relates to food. Over the Labor Day weekend, he also ate a three-ounce bottle of hand cream, so. Yes, hand cream is the best food by far. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> what annoys you most about Loki? Probably his partiality to my dad, just because, like, I'm the one who wanted him. I'm the one who nagged for three years to get him, and then he prefers my dad. I don't know. At least he feels comfortable in my family. Your dad's just the dog whisperer, the dog magnet. Mm -hmm. So if you could change one thing about Loki, would it be that he's, he loves your dad more than you? Probably not. Cause like I said, at least he's comfortable with somebody in my family or very comfortable with somebody in my family, but I'd probably change his incessant need to bark at everything that breathes or moves or exist. <laughs> Cause like dachshunds are very barky dogs by nature. I knew this going in. But, like, he has barked at just straight air before. I don't know what he's barking at, but, like, he's mad. I, I don't know. If you could have another pet with Loki, what would that pet be and why? Probably a parakeet, just because they're so small and tiny and, like, they're so cute. Um, probably a blue parakeet because I love the color blue. And I'd name her, if it's a her, it would be Arya Stark. If it's a him, it would be John because... Jon Snow, Arya Stark. They're awesome. Game of Thrones fan right here. Yes, I've read the I've read the first two books. What have you watched the TV show? No, I have not. But the books are really good. When you read, how does Loki react to it? So he has like two modes when I'm reading or working for that matter. He'll either like try desperately to get me away from my work and he, he won't even like play with, he won't even play with me after that. He'll just like try and get me away from my work or he'll just like sit next to me and cuddle. It, I, I don't know. It's adorable when he cuddles. Your favorite feature about Loki, physical, mental, overall. Definitely his ears just because they're so floppy and cute and they're, I don't know, they're adorable. When Loki was a little puppy, what did he do? <laughs> okay, so one of the weirdest things he did was while we're trying to potty train him, 
Sometimes he would, like, bring pieces of kibble onto his mat instead of just using them. I don't know why. I think it was an accident. But, like, I woke up to it once or twice. I don't know if my parents saw it. But, like, it was really weird. What was your initial reaction to getting Loki? So I didn't know I would be getting Loki on the day that I got him. I thought I would get him three days later because my parents surprised me with getting him early. And so, like, eight-year-old me had to hold this puppy for an hour and a half. And I remember thinking, why is he so heavy? Because, like, I don't maybe I'm just weak, but he was so heavy for a three-month-year-old puppy. I just, I don't, I don't know. He was so heavy. What was your inspiration behind the name Loki? So, I've always loved mythology. And, like, the Norse gods have always been a sort of fan favorite of mine. But, and, and since Loki is, um, in Norse mythology, the, um, god of mischief and playfulness, I thought it would be good for a puppy, because they're mischievous, they're playful, um, but now everybody thinks I named him after Tom Hiddleston, so, you know. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to let us interview you. Always a pleasure. I love talking about my dog. Hi, I'm Andrew, and um, I'm interviewing Devonte Tanner today. So, um, first off, what are your pets? Um, I do not have any pets, but I would like a bearded dragon. What is your favorite pet? A cat. If you could get a pet, which pet would it be? I would say a dog and a cat. Okay. Are there any names that you would like to give to your pets? Tiger. Why the name Tiger? Because my favorite animal is a tiger. So, if you could save one animal from extinction, which animal would it be? Woolly mammoth. Why the woolly mammoth? Because I like the movie Ice Age. Um, why do you like pets? Because they just killed me, and I like to pet them, and because they're just really fluffy. Where do you think this interest started? I want to say when I was five, because that's when I had my first pet, which was a hamster. What did you name your hamster? Um, I named him Mr. Bob. And I asked, what happened to Mr. Bob? Um, he got sick and unfortunately had to go be put to sleep. Did you have any other pets after Mr. Bob? Uh, no. What was your favorite thing about Mr. Bob? The way he would eat. He would take his food inside of his little um, hole and eat there. Was he scared of you at first? No, he was actually very friendly. If you could change one thing about Mr. Bob, what would it be? Um, nothing. He was a perfect hamster. Why did you name hamster Mr. Bob? Um, because at the time, there was this um, my um, uncle had um had a dog had a dog that he had named. Bob, and I wanted to name it after him. What was the weirdest thing about Mr. Bob? He liked to watch TV. Hello, 
Hello, this is Sia, and today I'll be interviewing Ms. Kelly. Could you please introduce yourself and your pets? So my name is Madeline Kelly. I'm the eighth, one of the eighth grade science teachers at Glasgow, and I have a bunch of pets. I have four dogs. Um, they're all rescue dogs. Uh, the two oldest ones are Thelma and Louise, and they actually were brought to Maine from Louisiana. And now I've brought them back to Louisiana again. Um, and Louise only has three legs because she had cancer. She's a wonderful, wonderful dog, and she's such a good sport. My other two dogs are Luna and Patrick, and they also are rescues. They're much younger and much more full of energy. And then I have six chickens, and they're all named after the roads around here. So one of them is Sweetbriar, one is Tupelo, one is Mimosa, one is Cypress, one is Orchid, and the last one that I haven't named is Poplar. Um, so, and then I have four parakeets, um, and they parakeets keep me company during the day, and it's wonderful. I, I love my pets, and I, they make me happy every day. What is, it, what is your favorite feature about each of your pets? So I love about my chickens that when I get home from school and I open the back door, the chickens all come running up to greet me. Um, they like to be patted. So uh, Sweetbriar and Orchid particularly like to be patted um, and even like to be held. So that's lovely. My dogs, when I get home, are full of greetings. I have to protect myself a little bit from my dogs because they jump up on me and sometimes to bad consequences. Um, but they are such sweet dogs. They mean a lot to me. Um, and I walk them before school every morning, and I love being up with them early early in the morning and being out before the sun and just having time, quiet time with the dogs in the morning is a wonderful part of my day. Any weird stories? Hmm, let's see. So over time, I've got certainly a lot of weird stories. Uh, so here's one about... Patrick and, and uh, Luna, I was at um, um, Galveston this summer with my family, and I had Patrick's and Luna's leashes around my wrist, and they saw another dog, and they took off, and because the leashes were around my wrist, they didn't come off, so they pulled me over, and unfortunately, it dislocated my shoulder. It also cracked my humerus, um, so... And I'm sure if I could have talked to them about it, they would not have wanted to do that. So I think I'm just finally getting to the end of physical therapy to recover from the, from what sweet Patrick and Luna, the consequences of their seeing another dog. Any cute habits? Hmm. So Louise, who's the three-legged one, uh, is always likes to... Uh, dry other dogs off if it's been raining so they she licks them all to get the rain off of them and they line up in a line to wait for Louise to lick them off to dry them so she's a pretty good sport to lick off the other three dogs and get them all nice and dry and they know that Louise is going to dry them off so they come line up. What is the inspiration between by I mean of your dog names? So Thelma and Louise were, it's a famous movie, 
and because they came from Louisiana, I thought that that would be a good name. So Patrick is, when I lived in Maine, I lived right below a mountain that was called Patrick Mountain. And then Luna is named Luna because I thought her face looked a little like a Luna moth. How old are each of your pets? So the, the chickens are pretty young. Some of them are not a year and some of them are a year and a half. Um, parakeets are pretty old. I've had the parakeets for quite a long time. I'm not sure their age, but they're probably 10, 12. Um, the dogs, so Thelma and Louise are the oldest. I think they're 13 or 14 now. Uh, Luna, I think, is seven and Patrick is six. So that's why they've got much more energy. What is What was your initial reaction to getting your pets? Uh, I've always loved animals. My whole life I've loved animals. Um, so uh, getting my pets has always been a huge thing for me for my life. When, so for the dogs, because they all arrive from other states. Um, so I had to go meet the van that was transporting them like from Louisiana um, and to be standing there waiting to, to meet them. So I'd read about them online. So they came from very high kill shelters. So the paperwork that came with them talked about the shelter that they came from that one day had 70 lab puppies brought in to the shelter and they killed them all because the shelter can't find homes for 70 dogs every day. So I wanted to try to do something to help with that terrible tragedy of puppies being killed. So, And it was so exciting to be standing there and have the van door open and then see little Thelma and Louise sitting in that cage and getting to meet my new pups. It was wonderful. Same thing with Patrick and, and Luna. How did they react to you working? I think it's kind of hard on them because, of course, they have to be alone for a large part of the day. I'm glad that they have each other. Um, and I do try to be sure that I walk them before I come to school and I walk them when I get home from school and I do lots of snuggling with them. Uh, they sleep on my bed. Sometimes there's hardly room for me because there's only room for the dogs. Um, so it, I'm sure it's hard on them, but they're pretty good sports. If you could bring one animal back from extinction, which animal would it be and why? Oh my goodness, so many animals have gone extinct and because of us. Um, oh, it's, it's hard, and I guess I can't just say all of them. Mm. It would be interesting to have mammoths come back from extinction, and, and actually there's a vague chance we might be able to do that because we have, have DNA from mammoths that's been frozen, so it's pretty much in, intact. So you could theoretically take the DNA from a mammoth, take an egg from an African elephant, take that nucleus out, take the DNA from the nucleus, put mammoth DNA into the egg, and put the egg back into an African elephant. So theoretically, we could have an African elephant give birth to a mammoth. That would be pretty exciting. To, but of course, we'd have to have a good habitat for them um, and have land that we've saved for them to be able to come back to. Did you have any pets growing up? I had a cat who was who I loved, who was nameless Mehetable, and she was kind of the center of my life. Thank you for your time, and do you have anything else to say? It's wonderful that you guys are doing this podcast. I just love it, and, and I hope you have good luck interviewing other people. Thank you.
Hi, I'm Sarah, and today we're interviewing Miss Bass. What pets do you have? I have two dogs. I have a pit bull named Kenny, and then I have a Boston Terrier named Tank Johnson Bass. Okay. Why do they have these names? Well, Kenny, her full name is Kenny Berry Bass. Her mom was Hallie Berry Bass. But Hallie just passed away, and she was the baby, so I have the baby still. And then Tank Johnson Bass, he already came with that name when I adopted him, as in he told me his name, and I we, we felt it. Tank Johnson was a football player for the Bears, and then he played for the Cowboys. And my mom's from Chicago, and I love the Dallas Cowboys, so Tank Johnson Bass. Okay. Can you tell us about your pets? Uh, Kenny... She's sort of boring, but Tank, he actually, when I got him, I got him in Houston. He was in the witness protection program, and he needed somebody to take him in. He's from Boston, Boston Terrier. Uh, he used to be in a gang there on the south side, the southies. I don't know if you know South Boston. They can get pretty rough. So he had to relocate. Uh, after Houston, we relocated to San Antonio because someone found us in Houston. And then in San Antonio, we had to relocate again because Tank Johnson Bass got found. So that's what brought us to Baton Rouge. So he, I don't think he's in trouble anymore because he's 13. And I think the other dogs that were after him, dog ears, you know, I think they're gone. He might be in the clear. So that's why I'm able to talk about him now on this podcast. Okay. Okay. What's the craziest thing Tank has ever done? He actually took my car one night. Um, he is has an opposable thumb. Okay. He, yeah, that's another thing. So he took my car and just went joyriding. He brought it back. There wasn't a scratch on it, but we've, you know, I've had to hide my keys at night now. So. I see. What about Tank annoys you the most? Uh, when it rains, he gets really, really scared. And then when I get home from work, he's left me a little surprise. I see. Um, if you could choose to immortalize one pet, what would it be? Oh, uh, Tank Johnson Bass. Right. I would have him, I guess, stuffed and mounted. And his shaking, when it thunders, he shakes and it's like, and his eyes pop out of his head. That's how I'd have him. I see. Uh, okay. If you could change one thing about him, what would you change? Uh, that he doesn't poop on my floor when it rains and I have to come home and see it. Okay. Um, do you have any other interesting stories? Uh, my sister actually just adopted another dog, a Shih Tzu from a, uh, this place. They, they went up, these people died. They were older, the couple, and they passed away, so the dog needed a home. So it's not like a pound. They, like, reach out and all this stuff, and she found them on Facebook. And she already has one Shih Tzu, which Shizu, proper term. And so she got another one, and her name is Missy. But she also has one named Gus, which is Gus Gus from Cinderella. Because my nieces love Cinderella. Okay. What's your favorite thing about your dogs? Uh, they're just, they're really loving. They're really sweet. And they're, there's just not a bad bone in their body. I have two nieces, five and almost three. It's a new age, almost three. And 
they will just do the wildest things to them. And not once have they ever even growled or not liked it. They kind of, I think they like it almost. Okay. What's the first thing you thought when you saw your dogs? Well, um, with Kenny, I had her mom. I saw her born. Okay. I birthed. I was there for the birthing. Yes. And so then Tank, when I got him, he just spoke to me. We made eye contact. It was like right there. And we just knew. We came up to each other. I held him and I was like, this this is the one. This is it. We're soulmates. Uh, yeah. Would you like to say anything else before the interview ends? Uh, well, if... People that don't have pets, any kind of pet, it doesn't have to be a dog. I highly suggest that they get one because they take a lot of stress away or sadness. Or even if you're just sitting at home on the couch, you get to snuggle with them and it just feels really good. And I read a study one time that people that do have pets, and it was particularly with dogs, uh, they actually are less stressful or less full of stress than people that have no pets at all. So it actually is good for our health. Thank you. The credits. The director was Tristy Talker. Assistant director, Ethan Bonifay. Introductions by Gabriel Nadella. Credits by Sarah Thomas. Team, Sia Kumar, Andrew Z. Wang, Ethan Bonifay, and Sarah Thomas.